if you truly have a family that is toxic in your program, they're bad mouthing you, bad mouthing the program, then I would remove them from the program. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight. We're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 134. Not sure if there's going to be a 135, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today, we kick things off with a bang, sharing our post-showcase experiences. We discuss the highs and the lows of the event, from the energizing atmosphere to the unexpected challenges faced behind the scenes. But that is just the beginning. We tackle the burning question of the week. How do you handle toxic parents in the the cheerleading world, a sensitive topic that you do not want to miss. Join us as we explore and offer insights and strategies on maintaining a positive culture and dealing with challenging situations head on. And if that wasn't enough, our quote of the week takes us on an emotional roller coaster of what really reflects you as a parent. We discuss the importance of open communication, understanding the sport, and most importantly, embracing the cheer journey with enthusiasm and confidence. But before we get into that, if you are new, welcome to the show where we are bringing cheer education and entertainment to both coaches and parents alike. And when we can, bridging the gap between the parents and the coaches. New episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcast. Quick shout out to Claire who helps us stay on top of things on IG. Shout out to Jenny who edits the pod. Shout out to my mother, love you mom. Shout out to Sheila, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Pablo. Representing for all the cheer dads out there, our mate Michelle, Mike the Lean Mean Coaching Machine. Shout out to Adam and Casey. Shout out to Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Check her out on IG. Lauren Clark. Shout out to Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday, Beal. And our two newest supporters, Erica and Austin. Erica, Austin, truly means a lot to me that you would donate financially to the show. Again, everything donated goes towards making this a better show for your listening pleasure. And if you want to help support the show financially, there is a link in the show notes to do so, but if you're looking for the best free way to support the show, the best free way is to share this podcast. Simply share it with another person who loves cheer just as much as you do. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners out there and asks the questions that you guys have at home. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more what's good. You know, I always talk about like a cheer hangover and we just barely had showcase on Sunday and I already have a cheer hangover. (laughs) 
<laughs> don't ask me why. I know my cardio. <laughs> I gotta like lift weights or your, something uh... along those lines. Yeah, so that's life. It's Halloween, which this will air after Halloween, obviously. But happy Halloween, people! There you go. I know. We I always think about this, like on holidays. I'm always like, man, I should be writing down dates of when we these are going to release, like yeah. ahead of time, where we can go, happy Halloween, everyone. You know, and. And actually lands on Halloween or whatever. It's always like, hey, guys, we're recording this. But by the time you listen to it, it's too late. You know, that already happened. So anyway, hope you had a wonderful Halloween. Anyway, um, yes, we had the showcase, like you were saying. Let's hear it. B, how how showcase go for you? It went good. I mean, there's a whole reasoning behind everything. So I will say, like, I was like, oh, my gosh. If the second session, because my girls were in the second session, I'm like, they don't start until 535. Mm-hmm. I'm like, gosh, that's late. But you know what? I mean, there's no difference in a late cheer competition. So it what that wasn't even a big deal. I will mm-hmm. say it was nice to, like, chill all day on. Sunday and the you know the girls were asking me like mm-hmm. how early do we have to be up because they are so used to having to be up early and I'm like you can get up whenever you want you know it's like 12 o'clock and I'm like mm-hmm. you want me to braid your hair and they're like uh, can we wait an hour but you know what yeah. it was pretty cool I liked the layout of the high school that we did it at I thought that was really cool there was tons mm-hmm. and tons of parking which was so nice the way the vendors were set up I thought that was pretty cool you know food trucks one side vendors the other side that was really nice and I just think it was overall I think I will say like I feel like this is like the best showcase like setup so far it was really mm-hmm. cool for people that are listening we do shout outs and flowers and you know raffle baskets and things like that so the way that was set up was really cool there was a lot of room to move around people weren't like butting up against each other I will say I like that there was more I feel like there was way more seating this year mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool so I did like that but overall I I liked it. I thought it was fun. You know, I mean, I think like the bleacher seating, whether it doesn't matter any event you go to, whether it's a volleyball game or a basketball game at a high school, like it's always kind of like crammed. And then you add all these crazy cheer parents Mm -hmm. in there and it's, you know, everybody's crammed in there. But I liked it in general. Honestly, I thought it went smooth. It seemed like it went smooth. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. So I enjoyed it. And, you know, I do know that when we were there, Ryan was like, we're going to have to eventually do this on a football field because of how big (laughs) things, everything is just growing, you know? And I mean, Mm -hmm. I wasn't there for session one, so I don't know if it was more packed for session one than it was for session two. Mm -hmm. But it was nice. It was cool to see all the girls out there on the stage actually see their routine come together you know I don't usually stay at practice that much so I haven't seen their full routine and they talk about it and stuff but talking about it is so different than seeing it so I like the mm-hmm. all the kids' routines that was nice and yeah best showcase yet there you go so yeah we did at the high school we had for everyone listening at high school in the high school gym right in the basketball gym and there is bleachers on both sides and then we had the the stage or the, the cheer floor in the middle, but bleachers weren't facing the cheer stage, right? So you could so you could sit on both sides of the bleachers, right? On the home or the away side. Mm-hmm for the bleachers. Obviously, last year when we did it at the other high school, we just had the one set of bleachers pulled out and then everyone got like a front, you know, view of the stage. Like everyone this time pretty much had a side view of the stage. So obviously, the viewing last year was better because everyone got a front view of the stage. So there's that. But last year, we only used one side of the bleachers. So it was just a lot more packed in there. Like it was just Mm-hmm. 
crammed because we had everyone on one side of the bleachers. What do you feel like the give and take? How do you feel about which one did you, you know, prefer with those two? Well, I'm going to be completely honest. Cheer coaches, is your routine a hot mess? Okay, maybe not hot mess, but you know that if you're going to be competitive, you've got to figure out a way to get your routine cleaner. All right, well, my highly requested training, How to Clean Your Routine, is finally a digital course that you can purchase right now. So no more blob performances. Click the link in the show notes and get ready for crispy, clean routines. I didn't mind it. To me, it came down to like, do I want to pay for a regular seating or do I want to pay for VIP seating? And I didn't mind paying for the regular seating. And to be honest with you, I don't think that the view was that Mm -hmm. bad in the regular seating. I mean, yes, you're not like front in forward. So I think for me, I did have to pay attention a little bit more to where one of my girls was on one side where I was and the other one was on Mm -hmm. the opposite side. So I had to pay a little bit more attention, but it wasn't that bad. I mean... I got to see everything and I thought their routine looked really good, but I didn't mind it. I mean, honestly, it was fine for me. All right. Well, B, I, you know, I say this in the, the opening of all the episodes. You're the cheer mom out there representing all the cheer parents. So <laughs> B, this is going to determine, it's not going to determine, well, I, who knows? It might, who knows? But you didn't mind the side view. I mean, it's not a side. I mean, I guess some people had a side side view, but yeah, but you didn't mind the side view. I would definitely do the side view and have more space over front view and be crammed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. That's what I, I would definitely do. I mean, that's just me. And I'm sure that there's some parents out there that are like, I would rather see them front view and be crammed. I, I personally wouldn't. So yeah, we came to the gym. I don't, you know, Ashley is the one who spearheads showcase with the assistance of Shishi. And so, you know, they go through all the logistics of everything and Liberty was booked. I think they started doing like church service on Sundays, Mm -hmm. like at Liberty. And so, you know, we had to find another venue, right? And so we're like, well, we'll do Frontier. We got a nice little connection at at Frontier. You know, they set everything up. And, you know, I'm thinking, how different can Frontier be from Liberty, right? They're right down the street from each other in the same city. Like, how different can these schools really be from each other? Mm -hmm. But we walked in and the bleachers are pulled out and I'm just eyeballing it. And I'm like, this doesn't look as big as Liberty. (laughs) We're not going to fit. Because like you said, we were were packed at Liberty and Liberty just flat out just has more seating. It just flat out has more seating. And I'm like, Hey Ash, um, how many sessions are we doing? <laughs> she's like two. <laughs> I'm like, we ain't going to fit in there. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, Ash, I'm just looking. It's not as big as Liberty. It's not as big as Liberty. And if we're doing two sessions again, we're not all going to fit. So we're like looking. So everyone gets in there and they're like, yeah, I think you're right. So Josh had suggested, he said, well, maybe we put, because we originally, you know, the plan was to have it set up like Liberty, right? Oh, okay. Where everyone had that front, the front facing view. But when we realized yo, not everyone's going to fit with a front-facing view. Josh is like, well, I know it's not ideal. I can't remember the company, but there's a cheer company who does like lots of competitions at high schools mm-hmm. and they always do it. They have the same setup the way we had it set up. He's like, no, it's not ideal, but what if we, you know, turn it this way and use both bleachers? And I'm like, yeah, I really don't want to do that. But it's like, what other option do we have? So we decided to do that. Yeah, it's like, well, look, it doesn't look bad. I was particularly worried about the view of everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's like at this point, 
what the heck are we going to do? Like we don't have any other option yeah. unless, you know, you know, it's either have people have seats or they get a side view. Right. And so, but you know, it seems that, and I'm not sure if people are blowing smoke, but it seems like a lot of people really did agree with what you said. No, I, I, I really did prefer having the side view and not be totally crammed because, you know, cause we were, even though Liberty is bigger when we use one side and we were in there like sardines last year. So you asked, uh, you're not sure what session was bigger. The first session was bigger. Mm-hmm. I saw more empty seats during the second session. I mean, and it wasn't, I still think people in the first session had space around them, but I saw more empty seats in the second session. So we had a little confusion over the mats. Last year we did the uh, the air track mm-hmm. or like the air floor and, you know, we we did it and, you know, I'm a little nervous about that. I'm like, man, no, no one gets hurt on this thing. So we do that and this year we decided, okay, we're going to use the spring floor. We're going to go get a spring floor. Let's figure it, figure it out. And we contacted Akram from World Class Cheer. We're going to their event in uh, December. Contact Akram about renting a cheer floor from him. And so he came through and he brought the cheer floor. Now, like I said, logistically, <laughs> Sheila, Ashley, take care of everything, right? And so, but they say, hey, we got a spring floor. It's locked in. Awesome. So we go and we're unloading the springs. <laughs> I'm not sure when this happened, but eventually we're like, hey, we're the Where's the cheer floor at? Not the cheer, but not the springs, but the actual carpet bonded foam, right? Like mm-hmm. the actual blue mat. Where's the Where's the mat? And he's like, "You guys said you just needed springs." <laughs> so we're like, "We all have a floor." <laughs> so you know, Ashley's pissed. She's like, "Who gets a spring floor without the carpet?" Oh no! <laughs> and he's like, "I asked," and you know, it's just whole miscommunication between the two of them. And so we already had four mats, or no? How many mats did we have? Seven mats from. RMS and mm-hmm. we were going to use their mats for warm up. And so we had those seven mats from RMS. Was it seven? Yes, we had those seven mats from RMS that we were going to use. And so we're like, okay, we'll use these. So we start putting the floors on there. We're going to go get two more, you know, rolls from, from the Northwest gym, from, you know, our gym down the street. I'm like, awesome. And the gym down, you know, the Northwest is what, two miles from Frontier. So it's not that far. And so we go get, go get two mats. And then we realized that RMS has like, half inch foam and we have like the inch and a half you know foam and so there's like this big difference and so at first we put the mat up there like is it that big of a difference (laughs) we put the mats parents are like uh coach these mats are uneven Okay. Well, the parents notice, like, gets everyone else. So we're trying to walk on it. We're like, this ain't going to work. So then we have to go back to the Northwest. We go, we get those mats up and, you know, but we got those mats. That was all situated. But, you know, but like you said, after those two debacles, one with the mats and the second one, well, the mats, the mats, you know, the viewing or like the staging of the uh, area, you know, we took care of those. We know we rallied like champions, you know, champions figure it out. But overall, I thought the teams looked really good. I thought the day went super smooth. Shout out to our staff because they just do such a great job of like stepping up and just being like one being adaptable, but two, I'm, I'm more specifically talking about the day of the showcase who just, they run the teams the day of showcase, which allow Ashley and I to be, you know, to run the 
the showcase, you know, and just logistically do all those things. And obviously I'm on the mic the whole time. So that's a job in itself. So it, it takes a lot of pressure and stress off of me to just sit back and be on the mic and run the event, you know, opposed to, you know, trying to warm up this team and take this kid over here and, and, and do all these things. So shout out to our American Cheer staff. Y'all are the best. Cheer parents, super excited to introduce you to Lucky and Me, the sponsor for today's episode. Recently, I, but more specifically, our daughter Joey, got her hands on the Layla Razorback Tops and the Amira Spankies, and she absolutely adored them. Not only did she look incredibly cute in their designs, but she loved how soft they were. Some of their products feature smooth seams, while others utilize wide waistbands and active stretch fabrics, but they're all crap with comfort in mind. Not to mention their products that feature, check this out, stay put technology. Guys, we've all been at cheer practice before and seen the girl who can't stop picking her wedgies. Guys, don't let that be your kid. Plus, they're perfect for kids with sensory issues, making them inclusive for all families. Not only will your child love the look and the feel of the products, but Lucky and Me is dedicated to giving back, partnering with organizations like Cocoa Tree Kids to donate underwear and active sportswear to children in need. So whether you're a parent looking for quality and comfort, or you're just someone passionate about supporting brands that make a difference, Lucky and Me is the way to go. Visit their website today luckyandme.com and use the promo code LTC15 to get 15% off your first order and experience the difference firsthand. Link in the show notes. But yeah, I thought the teams looked really good. It feels good to get out onto the stage. Feels good to be out on stage in October and look the way we did. Now I can't say like, oh, these teams were the best ever, ever, ever. But it's October and I feel good that we're at this point in our season, this early in the season. And so this week we go to TSN. We're going to be in Ontario for Tammy's event. They will be on a spring floor and we got Ontario coming up. So, you know, any thoughts comments, concerns about, you know, our first event coming up? Not really. I mean, I think last last year was the first year that we did that event. And going into that event this year, as opposed to last year, I'm more like, okay, cool. It's just get in front of the judges, like you had said last year. Last year, I actually thought it was like an actual competition, which I know in a sense it is, but it's also like a showcase type mm-hmm. thing. So I don't, I might not be saying this the correct way, but this year I'm just like, okay, cool. Like they're just going to get in front of the judges, get some feedback. So then you guys have plenty of time to make like adjustments or things, you know, that you need to like really concentrate on for our next competition after that. I'm just kind of whatever about it. Mm-hmm. I thought there was enough seat that venue last year which i'm assuming it's at the same venue Mm -hmm. there was plenty of seating you know the way they have the snacks and stuff like that it was plenty of space there's nothing worse as a parent than going to a competition and there not being enough seating Mm -hmm. i just feel like there's nothing worse than that (laughs) nothing worse (laughs) (laughs) it's true i mean you know you're like looking for a seat and usually it's just me and my husband going so it's just we just need two seats and Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes it's not the best. But no, I think it'll be good for the kids to actually get in front of judges. You know, I know I did see like at our showcase, there was, you know, a couple of bobbles and maybe that's just the nerves of the kids like actually performing in front of people. So they're like shaking their nerves off at that time. But I think as they continue into the seasons, you know, things just get better and better and and Mm -hmm. better once they perform. There was a bobble on my girls' team at showcase. So I'm just going to say it was the nerves and they were nervous and they're not going to have a bobble this weekend and they're going to look great. (laughs) But I don't really have honestly any like thoughts or questions or concerns about this weekend. More so because last year you told me like it's just to get them in front of the judges. So that's I'm just like, okay, cool. It's more so feedback for you guys. Mm-hmm. That's why we do the podcast, coaches and parent entertainment and education <laughs> and to bridge the gap. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Looking forward to this weekend. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. I would say this weekend, these first comps, if you're hitting the stage this early, it's just about getting in front of a crowd and getting some feedback from the judges. I said this yesterday during our Facebook live or our Zoom live yesterday, but then for the parents, for us to get in this whole, just in the process of actually going to a competition, because there's like the process mm-hmm. that it happens of like making sure we have the uniform. Do you have your shoes? Doing the hair? And like, you know, getting into your comp day, you know, your comp day routine and yeah. just getting it, you know, once we're like halfway through the comp season, like you've got it down and you know exactly how to do this and you do this and you know, we're rolling. But right now it's like, we're trying to get the bugs out. Like for all of us, not just for the athletes on stage, but for us as coaches to make the day go smoothly. And for you as parents to make sure the day goes smoothly, you know, because what parents do before the competition has an impact on the athletes, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all need this tune up and this warm up before we go to our bigger events. So, but yeah, it's not going to be American grand and you know, they're not going to get these crazy jackets or anything. There's not a lot on the line. And I don't think the results of this competition are really going to be the determining factor on what you think of the season. I think, you know, the rest of the season is going to take care of that, but you know, it is going to be, you know, it is an event to get us ready for the rest of the season. So anyway, You make a good point about everybody getting in the routine and it didn't even cross my mind. I think because I just kind of go back to, oh, I've done it before. I can do it again. But getting in the routine of making sure you have everything and timing wise and stuff like that. I will say I a couple years ago made a piece of paper. I made it on my computer and it was like a checklist of to make sure like absolutely Mm -hmm. things you have to have for a competition. And I laminated it. So I have that. So every time we get ready to go to a competition like the night before or, you know, maybe a couple days before I'm like going through and I'm like, okay, uniforms got those. I set them like in a certain pile and I check them off, you know, as I'm going through things. And that has really helped me just so I don't, I mean, if I forget something small, like hairspray or, Mm -hmm. but it's like the main core things of cheer shoes, uniform, hair ties, all that stuff, bows, that has really helped me. There we go. We need a, a TikTok and a reel about that. Hi, this is B Moore from the Let's Talk to Your Podcast. <laughs> and here is my mom hack of the day. And you go through your whole thing and yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll do it. Anyway, on that note, we'll get to a break. And when we come back, we've got the sounds like that question of the week. Sounds good. 
Coaches, if we're coaching all year long, shouldn't we be learning all year long as well? Training shouldn't just happen in the summer. Coming up January 5th through the 7th of 2024, NextGen is hosting a two-day skills, business, and leadership conference in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Featuring keynote speaker Jeff Benson, friend of the show, Callie Ray Seitzer, my old teammate, and Sean Guzman, another friend of the show. And get that mid-year tune-up we all need to finish the season strong. Learn more and get registered at ngconferences.com. Link in the show notes. And we are back, and we're back with our Sounds Like That question of the week. Guys, oh, I forgot to do this. I'm going to start playing clips from our music. That's what I want to do, and like play clips from our music so everyone can hear. Like, it's one thing for us to say, oh, yeah, the music is fire, but it's another thing for you guys to hear the actual music production that goes into our all of our hot fire American cheer track. So guys, it is October and some of you guys might still be waiting for music because music producers are notorious. That means they're famous for a bad reason. Shout out to my mom for not getting their music on time. And so if you haven't gotten your music, it might be time to cut bait and go with sounds like that. Sounds like that. The official music provider for the Let's Talk to Your podcast and all of our American cheer tracks. So if you have a question that you want to be answered on the show, there is a link in the description. You scroll down, it says submit a question of the week. You click on that, send in your question, and you know we might answer your question on the show. We try to get to all of them. So B, what's our sounds like that question of the week? Our sounds like that question of the week. So we had two come in back to back and they're very, very, very similar. So I'm just going to like mesh them together. Basically, they're saying, how do you handle toxic parents who do nothing but badmouth you, bash you and the organization and stir up problems between other parents, but never come to you directly or a coach directly? There we go. So one thing I try to remember is that parents who badmouth me in particular, that it is the nature of the beast. My college roommate, shout out to baby Jay, best man in my wedding. <laughs> one of my best men in my wedding. Used to say that all nature of the beast, man. And that just like stuck with me that it's the nature of the beast. There is a girl who I follow on Instagram. I don't really follow her, but her stuff pops up on my timeline. And she's a beekeeper, like a she's a beekeeper. And she's He's just like, today I found a beehive <laughs> in a tire. And so I decided that I was going to save them. And, you know, I took them. I first had to find the queen. I put the queen in the clip and I put them away. And then I, you know, she's and I put them away. And she just talks about her journey through saving these bees that were in a tire and how she put them in her little, her little crates or whatever. And it's like, and that was another day of saving the bees. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and her videos are very addicting. I love of watching them. We should have like a million followers just talking about bees or whatever. And I would assume that she gets stung quite a bit. I would also assume that when she gets home, her husband or her significant other, right? Whoever this person is in her life, maybe just a friend. How is your day saving the bees, Beatrice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing she doesn't go, I got stung by another gosh darn bee, right? She just talks about, oh yeah, I found these bees are in this tire and I put them in the crates and it was great and I saved the bees, right? And that she doesn't come home every day complaining about, you know, this the bees that stung her. Now maybe she gets stung, you know, by a particularly big bee or one of the particular big stingers like, oh, this was like next level, you know? But I think that when you sign up for this job, if you don't know it, you know, when you sign up, you find out pretty quickly that 
it is par for the course that not everyone is going to like you and that you're going to get stung. And if you can't handle a couple of stings, then this might not be the job for you, one, right? So I, I try to keep that in mind, that it is the nature of the beast, right? Now, I understand that parents vent, right? They see, you know, something's frustrating them about their athlete's position or team or what's going on with their practices or something is frustrating them, right? And I get that, you know, you're in the lobby and you need someone to vent to and you vent to, you know, the people around you and and you go. And I get that that's going to happen. There's just, you know, that people need to vent, right? They get stuff off their chest. But if it gets to a point, this is what I've always, the rule I've always practiced. If it gets to a point, attention, cheer parents. I always say this. If your athlete is going to maximize their potential, it takes more than just two days a week at their cheer practices. So getting extra reps in at home is a great option. At Tumble Track, the ultimate destination for top quality cheerleading equipment, they understand the importance of safety and skill development. Their wide range of at-home products are designed to help your young athlete perfect their skills and build their confidence. Give your child the gift of practice, progress, and passion with TumbleTrack. Visit their website at tumbletrack.com and explore their fantastic range of products and make your cheerleaders' dreams soar. Link in the show notes. Where the other parents in the lobby are kind of like, I think I'm going to tell Jay, I kind of feel like that crossed the line. I kind of feel like this is getting to a dangerous territory. And another parent comes up to me and goes, hey, Jason, just wanted to let you know that Susie is out there kind of talking about you in the lobby um, or talking about the program, right, or whatever. At that point, that lets me know that it's like kind of crossed a line to like this parent no longer feel or other parents no longer feel that this is just like normal venting. But they again, they've crossed into like a more dangerous territory. And that's why I need to say something. So whenever that happens, I'll go and I'll go into the lobby and I'll go, hey, Susie, do you mind if we have a conversation? you mind if we chat real quick in the office? You know, and I'll do that. And then I'll just say, hey, I heard that you had some unsavory things to say about me or the program or whatever. Is there anything you'd like to say to me? And exactly how I phrase it. Most of the time, parents do a lot of backpedaling at that point. Oh no, I didn't say that, you know. But sometimes, you know, parents will come up with something to to tell me. But a lot of the time, it's a lot of backpedaling and they never said that I didn't say that, you know, but I'll talk to them directly and just go, hey, is there anything you'd like to say to me while I'm here in your face? And, you know, give them the opportunity to say their piece now. And I get it because most what book did I read this in? Oh, how to win friends and influence people taught me this. Some people want an audience and some people want a doctor like, you know, so most of the time these people don't want a doctor, someone who can actually solve their problems. They just want someone you know, they just want to be the center of attention and to talk and have other people. Oh, you poor thing. Really? Oh, your life is so awful. Like, how could you even? I know I'm, I'm trying. I try day at a time to, I can't, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, and <laughs> I'm back to the full today. But I will say this. If you truly have a family that is toxic in your program, right? They're bad mouthing you, bad mouthing the program, you know, you know, doing whatever. 
then I would remove them from the program. Don't care the talent level of their kid. I don't think you need to really consider anything else. If they are bad mouthing you in the program and it's like a constant thing, right? Not just they're, you know, frustrated that their kid's stunt group got moved you know, here, whatever, whatever, you know, they're just venting for that day. But this is like, you know, they're just seemingly always unhappy, then I would remove them from the program. It is not worth having your culture, the culture of your program destroyed just because you're trying to hold on to them because their kid is talented or because they pay tuition or whatever the case, you know, whatever small redeeming quality there might be in keeping them, it's not worth it destruction of the culture of your program. So there you go. But confront them directly and give them some consequences. If actions aren't changed, if those actions aren't changed, follow through with the consequences. So there we go. B, you got anything for me? No, I've talked about my issues on previous podcasts. If you haven't listened to them, you should go back and listen to them. And I have absolutely nothing to say on that. There we go. All right. So we're going to go ahead and do something a little bit different. Okay. We've done this a couple of times on the pod before, but someone sent in a voice question, you know, a memo to us. So if you want to do this, you actually want to hear your voice on the show, right? And these are pretty cool. I really like these. So if you want to do mm-hmm. this, you can go into the link in the show notes again, scroll all the way down to the bottom. And it'll say, like, leave a voice message for the show. And you can leave a voice message from the show and we'll play it on air. And here we go. Let's see. Let's see what we got. And we are back. This question comes to us from Coach Lauren. Routine cleanup staff, original choreographer, guest coach with a fresh set of eyes. Great question. And honestly, we do all three. Lots of cleaning up from our own staff. We'll bring back the original choreographers. We'll do coaches swaps within our program. And I'll do video reviews for our coaches and our teams. So if you're looking for a second set of eyes as you're gearing up for a big event, I'd love to help you out. You send me your routine and I'll send you a video back of your routine with what I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have done this for have gone on to be world champions. NCA All-Star Champions, NCA Collegiate Champions, Summit Champions, and D2 Summit Champions. So if this sounds like something you would be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkins at me.com or on IG at Let's Talk Cheer Podcast. Link in the show notes. There we go. Shout out to, I'm going to guess she's from New Zealand. I kind of feel like, I, I can't really tell the difference between a New Zealand and an Australian accent, but I'm going to go New Zealand. Mm-hmm. We have, so I don't know. She's like, no, I'm from here. <laughs> anyway, where, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Australian. There you go. Uh, leave a comment below. Where is she from? Australia, New Zealand, or some other country, some other place in the world we don't know. Anyway, here we go. All right. So what do you do as a coach? There are, there's an athlete in the group who always gets blamed for, you know, messing up, but the coach feels that, no, this athlete's the one doing it right. She's actually been cheering longer than all of you guys, and you athletes seem to be the one, to, in my opinion, at least you guys are athletes doing things wrong. Um, When that happens, that happens a lot, and it really happens because that is, you know, we talked about earlier before the nature of the beast. That's just the nature of people. We very rarely want to blame ourselves for why things didn't go the way that they're supposed to go, you know? And so, some kids are just more susceptible. Some kids just get picked on more than other kids, right? Just for whatever reason, they just get picked on more than other kids. And so I see that happen a lot where they feel like, oh, I can blame this kid because maybe they don't 
don't stand up for themselves or maybe they, you know, what like they won't say anything back to me so I can easily blame them. And so when that happens, I don't care about calling out the kids who are doing it wrong, right? If you're doing it wrong, I just call them out right? And go like, hey, kid, it's not her. It's not her who's messing things up. It's you. You need to make sure you have a better grip. You need to make sure you stand up faster. You need to make sure you lock out your leg. You need to make sure you're doing this, right? And so I have no problem calling out the kid who is doing it incorrectly and saying, stop blaming her. She's doing it correctly. Stop blaming him. He's doing it the way I asked him to do it. I need you to do it this way. So that's how I take care of it. You know, I just don't have any problem just confronting directly and just saying like, hey, kid, it's not their fault. It's you need to do this more. So B, anything to add on to that? I, I don't know. I think we hear we do hear it often as we parents, we are our kids a safe space for them to vent about how practice went. So, I mean, I haven't heard I've heard something similar from my girls after practices, you know, when they've had a rough practice or somebody was off on pra- or just in general, I guess I've heard something similar along those lines. And, you know, she's taking my grips or she was towing or she did that, you know, the blame game. And I always tell the girls, okay, well, why don't you talk to your coaches? Mm-hmm. That's I'm like, what what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? Like, why don't you talk to your coaches? And I think if and I, I don't know how you know often, you know, this happens or anything. But I think if, you know, say a flyer, say their bases and back spots were telling the flyer, you're doing this wrong. I think if the flyer went to the coaches and said, hey, me and my pod are having issues. Can you help us? Mm-hmm. Or vice versa, the bases were having issues with their flyer. If they went to their coaches and said, hey, we're having issues. Can you help us? I think that that would cut down on things like that. Like our question, you know, I think that would cut down on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I just tell my girls, okay, go talk to your coaches, you know, and it's probably easier said than done, or it's probably yeah, easier said than done because I can probably guarantee you my girls haven't went to you or Josh and said, hey, Coach Jason, we're having issues with our Mm -hmm. pod about whatever the reason is. But then again, that's on them for not taking my advice. (laughs) That's on them. (laughs) Told you so, kids. No, yeah, no, you make uh, good points. And yeah, and sometimes kids do come up and I can't remember specifically if your girls have come up, but yeah, they'll come up and like, hey, coach, like if they're struggling, they drop a few in a row. Coach, can you come watch this and tell us what's going wrong with this? You know, and I could tell like, Mm -hmm. you guys have a difference of opinion on who's doing things wrong, but at least they did the diplomatic thing and go, we're going to have, you know, an outside mediator come and solve this problem. Like, hey, coach, what is going on with this? Um, son or whatever. Yeah, but you know, if I hear about it and I know like oh, they're blaming this kid. Again, sometimes what I do see, I want to say often, but I, do I, but I do see it is that the stronger willed kids put blame on the not as strong as willed kids, mm-hmm. right? Kids who just aren't going to like speak up for themselves. And so they mm-hmm. know they're just like easy to like place the blame on because they're not going to say anything, even if they are the technically right kid. So I do, I have seen that. Um, you know, several times in the past or just like, well, I'm just going to blame this kid because they're not going to say anything or because they're just like that team scapegoat for whatever reason, you know. So anyway, there we go. 
That was so. If you want to send in a uh, a voice memo question, again, link in the bottom of the description, very last link in there, and you can send in have your question read out loud. But on that note, we're gonna go ahead and get to a break. Gym owners, do you find yourself working hundred hour weeks? And then, did you know that being underpaid and undervalued is the number one cause for owner burnout? The business coaches at Next Gen, some of my good friends, can help you get out of that rut. They, in fact, are gym owners themselves, so they've been in your shoes. The Next Gen coaches work alongside gym owners to help them grow their programs and build their profits. So if you want to learn more about how Next Gen can help you, book a call at nextgenowners.com. Moving right along, we're getting into our quote of the week. Now, B, we had posted the teaser for last week's episode on Instagram. And it was talking about, I think the quote or the question of the week last week was about how do you deal or like something about parents and flyers. And and I was basically saying something like, yeah, I don't care about parents in the lobby. Like I don't put together teams to please parents relationships in the lobby. We're trying to put together teams to put the team in the best position to be successful, right? This whole thing is like either you're basing or you're flying or you're not basing or you're not flying. And there we go, right? And that got posted yesterday as of this recording. And you know, there's obviously comments in the comment section. And so when I saw this comment, I said, oh, this is the quote of the week. So here we go. This is from Jen Adams, or it says Jen Adam. Maybe I forgot to put the S. Jen, Jen Adams, Jadams. Here we go. Your child's stunt position isn't a reflection of you. How your child behaves being put in a stunt position is. Say it louder for the people in the back. Here we go. Your child's stunt position isn't a reflection of you. Guys, where your athlete is in the routine is not a reflection of you as a parent. How your child behaves when being put into a stunt position is a reflection of you. Man. That's so good because like just thinking about, I think that we do, I think I said this on the Cheer Mom podcast, that I think parents get really wrapped into their child's stunt position or their, not necessarily their stunt position, but just their role in the routine because a lot of times they feel like it is a reflection on them, right? Not that their kid has these certain goals and they're heartbroken because their kid's goals haven't been reached, but they really feel like it's a personal attack on them as a parent. And and what she's saying is that's not a reflection of you where they, that's a reflection of their skill level, but their skill level is not a reflection of you as a parent. What is a reflection of you as a parent is how you're raising them to deal with adverse situations. Are you, how are you dealing, how are you raising them to deal with adverse situations when things don't go their way? Are they behaving like a brat or are they asking, you know, questions, how can I get better? You know, what, how are they dealing with those things? And that is a reflection on how you have raised them and the example that you have set for them as a parent. And so I just absolutely love that quote. I didn't even have anything really else to say about it. I just thought it was such a good quote, something for, uh, you know, parents and coaches alike to chew on, you know, just a little food for thought going through, you know, the week and life and any, you know, your kids are going to deal with adverse situations. They really are. Not everything is going to go their way. They're not going to get into the school they wanted. They're not going to get asked to prom by, you know, the person they wanted to get, you know, asked by. They're not going to get the job they wanted. They're not going to be the base, the flyer, 
whatever the back spot. They're not going to get put on the team they wanted. They're not going to get the placement they wanted. You know, all these different things are going to happen. They're not going to get to go to McDonald's tonight because they have to go, you know, eat a home cooked meal with Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts, right? But like those things are going to happen, you know? And so our kids have got to be prepared to deal with those things, you know? Are they going to be spoiled brats? Or are they going to be people of character who win and lose a class, you know? So there you go. Anything you want to add on to that, B? Nope. You said it all just great. There you go. Try my best. All right. So let's get into these couple of things then. Okay. Or it's just one. It's funny. We have another last week or maybe the week before. Can't remember now. Hey guys, leave we have had oh it was it was two weeks ago. I said, hey guys, leave us a rating and a review and we'll read it on air. And then one got sent in. And I was like, awesome. And we say, hey, do it again and we'll read it on air. So actually two got sent in. I originally planned, I was like, let's read both of them. But then I don't want this thing where like, you know, we have a hot week, 20 people send them in and then we're reading 20 of them. You're like, you didn't read my review. I'm actually going to take it off and give you a one star. So we'll at least read the one that came in order. This one came in first. So, um, so B hook us up with this, you know, what, what, what they say. Okay. So this is from Steph AM brand new cheer mom. I know absolutely nothing about the sport, but my five-year-old daughter is loving cheer so far. We were lucky enough to find a gym here in Northern Illinois close by that has some prep and elite teams. Listen to a few episodes and have been following on the IG for a bit. Thanks for all the effort put into helping parents understand some of the terminology, competitive landscape, and what all goes into a good program. Feeling a little more confident going into her first competition soon. Let me just start by saying I totally 100% understand where you're coming from when you say you know nothing about the sport. It is rough and you can sometimes feel like you're in the dark, but listen to try to listen to everything your coaches say. If they are talking to you or, you know, if your daughter comes home and says something and you don't understand it, you're a new parent. It's just quick and easy. Email your director or your coach. Ask them. They know that you're a new parent, so they're going to want to help you. And no question, when you are beginning, no question is dumb or stupid. And if you can, you know, if you sit in the lobby and you can meet some parents and talk to them, you can learn a lot from parents too. It's not always going to be right, but it's not always going to be wrong. But I totally understand the feelings that this person is feeling being a new cheer parent. I personally will never forget the day that I took my girls to cheer and I met Bailey and Claire and I had flat out told Bailey, I am not a cheer mom. I'm a softball mom. I grew up playing softball. My girls have played softball since they were three. So this is totally new to me. And me and one of our coaches still laugh about that to this day. It definitely takes some time. And you're lucky that your daughter's only five. So you have plenty of years to learn until she gets a little older. Dude, love it. Steph, thank you for listening to the podcast. I um, hope that we've been truly been able to help you and all the new families out there. One thing I'll say, read your emails, people read your emails. They usually contain all of the information that you need. This is actually very funny. A parent emailed me. I sent out the remind text message that said, hey, our Facebook Live is going to be on Zoom today. Here is the Zoom link. Got an email five minutes later. So, hey, I don't have a Facebook. How can I get... (laughs) 
<laughs> How can I get access to the live? And I was like, do you get our text messages? Because the text message said it's going to be on Zoom today. And they said, yes, I do get the text messages. All right. Well, there you go. So read your emails and read them carefully because they usually contain the information you need. Also, speaking of new families, I'm putting this out there into the universe. So everyone, if you're still with us, you know, ask me every so often, parents, I want to come up with a, uh, I want to write a book. I want to write a book, all-star cheer parents. Like, I want to say like the do's and don'ts, but just like a guidebook, like a guide, a guidebook for all-star cheer parents, you know? So I, I want to write one, you know, three years from now, if there's a book, you know, out, you'll know, you'll be like, I remember it was Halloween day. It was the week after <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> what Jason said, he was going to write a book. So anyway, there you go. I'm going to write one. We'll see if that ever happens. <laughs> okay. Anyway, a- anything else, B? Nope. Right. Looking forward to that book though, Jason. Dude, I'm going to write it. I'm, I'm serious. I already started chapter names. So I'm one step. I'm already going. Okay. I've got I got several chapters ideas already. So we're going to make it happen. So anyway, that being said, it's been real, guys. Uh, good luck with practices this week. If you're heading into a competition, good luck with that. Pray for your safety. Let's make it happen. If I see you at a competition, feel free. Say what's up. Let's take a selfie. Unless I have my team and we're walking to warm-ups, then leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, five, six, seven, eight. We're, we're out. out. Hey, Let's Talk Cheer podcast listeners, although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes, after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you want to hear the stories of the best athletes in the industry doing it at the highest level and their perspective on how to change the narrative of the sport, then the Spill the Cheer podcast with Tony G is for you. Check one of them out, check them all out, and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.